Welcome to the Pastors Podcast. This is Pastor Scott, and with me today are Anthony and Vilma Solana. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. I, I, they can't hear you nod, Anthony. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, the Anthony and Vilma, you, you may or may not have met them. They are relatively new to the Cornerstone family and joined us in the, the past year. Um, but as we've come to realize for a number of families in a number of different ways, as we've uh, even heard stories over the last few weeks and couple months, um, for a lot of families, the pandemic was in fact not the most consequential thing going on in many houses this year. Um, but for some, simply the backdrop to other either crises or stories of redemption. Um, and I'm excited to for you to get to hear um, just a bit of one of the, the, the situations and the stories in uh, a home this year that has um, really just been an overwhelming blessing for me to see. Not, not always easy, <laughs> but incredible to see God working in your guys' family. So th- thanks so much for being with us, and thanks for sharing your story today. Be willing to share your story today. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So it's been quite a year for your family. Um, can you just paint us a picture of where the two of you were at a little over a year ago when the pandemic began? Well, about three weeks before the full shutdown, uh, we were looking for divorce attorneys. Hmm. Um, a long backstory, which I know we don't have the time for unless you <laughs> want to do a docudrama, <laughs> and, uh, multi-series, which we could. Um, but um, I'll focus on myself in terms of setting the table. Yeah. Um, Due to a lot of childhood trauma and unprocessed grief, um, um, primarily being the death of my parents when I was in freshman freshman year in college, and there's a lot of history there. Um, um, it manifests itself in some very destructive behavior, um, and a lot of acts of self sabotage, a lot of broken relationships throughout mm. the history of my my life. Um, and I fell in love with this amazing woman, um, and we got married. But sadly, I committed a lot of acts of self sabotage. And didn't truly honor my vows. Mm. And um, including also um, in my life, stopped speaking with my family um, mm. uh, shortly after we met and weren't even invited to the wedding. Mm. And uh, carried a lot of guilt for a long time over a lot of different things. Um, and I love, I love her deeply and I've always loved her deeply. Um, um, slowly the, the relationship, uh, wilted hmm. and, and died. Um, and, uh, you know, had two, uh, two young boys and, uh, really much focused on that, on raising them, but really didn't invest in our relationship. Um, so we had talked about, there had been episodes where we had talked about divorce, but about three weeks right before the pandemic, we in essence had decided that that was going to be the direction where we're going to head into. Hmm. But then we decided to give it one more shot. Um, and and ha- the, how long had you been married at that time? Um, we're coming up on 10 years. Actually, okay. our 10th year anniversary was fast approaching. Okay. And um, um, so we were going to seek out counseling, um, and then COVID hit, hmm. and we went on full shutdown and literally went on survival mode hmm. at that point. Yeah, so all the plans, all the kind of, out the window. Dynamics, yeah. It Out was just win- like... Is, is literally... Sur- now we're trying to survive. Now yeah. we're trying to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then... So you kind of went into survival mode, right? Just tried to figure things out, figure out your work situations, figure out the boys' school situations and how to do all that. Um, and, and then how did things progress from there in the spring into the summer? Well, um... Anthony actually had a weight loss surgery in January um, before the pandemic. Um, So one of the benefits of that was that we were actually eating pretty healthy, which helped us um, a little bit. Okay. Uh, But going into the pandemic, um, Anthony works in HR. I'm an attorney. So his workload just skyrocketed. Yeah. He was on calls from, you know, day in, day out, weekends. and we had a, at the time a two and a half year old and a seven year old in first grade. 
and it was like we were literally like okay what time do you have a call what time do i have a call like oh, what time does he have zoom like what is zoom we didn't even know yeah. what that was and um our son was having trouble in school and just getting him to do assignments sometimes like a four sentence assignment would take us two hours he was crying i was crying and it's already like underneath you know this pressure and and this like anger and resentment that was already in our relationship and so we took it as a project we've always been really good with projects and i feel like that we were just like okay we need to survive with these two kids that i don't even think we've ever spent this much time together with them or yeah. as a family and we didn't know how long it was going to be but you know there, it, there was absolutely no time to address our relationship issues like we were just trying to feed our kids and do our work hmm. uh, so I think things just even got more pressure. Um, the stress of, of like having our son doing schooling at home. Uh, it just sort of like built up a lot more. Yeah. And then um, towards the end of June, I decided that I wanted a divorce. Then I was going to move out. And part of it was we had had a big blow up in the fall of 2019. And so I had sort of made myself a promise that I wouldn't celebrate our 10th year anniversary unless things changed. Hmm. Like I thought that it was such a monumental time for us and that, you know, 10 years, it's, it's a big deal. And so I was like, things need to change, but I wasn't doing anything really to change things. Um, at the time, I knew that he was going to have a surgery, and I thought that is something that is going to really help him and us. And so I didn't want to get a divorce then in fall of 2019. I wanted to wait mm. until he had his surgery. And I, you know, had been asking God, um, give me a sign. Like, do I stay? Do I go? It's June. Our anniversary is going to be in October. Mm. And I really, like, don't know what I'm doing. And I'm not happy. And I feel lost. And I'm in pain. And so I made a budget to make sure I could afford moving out. Um, he's estranged with his family. My family's about two and a half hours away. So there was really no local support system. Yeah. But I, I decided that it was um, time to to go. Um, that fall, <clears throat> I had thought I had bought him. Hmm. Um, little did I know. Um, um, at that point, I stopped drinking alcohol. In the fall? In the fall. Um, and I started the nascent stages of establishing a relationship with God. That I grew up Catholic. Mm hmm I actually went to parochial schools, um, but walked away from my faith a long time ago. Um, I was very, very angry mm. and very hurt. Um, but um, started taking some some steps in terms of my personal life and individual work that I was doing to address a lot of longstanding issues, um, including seeking individual therapy. By that point, I'd been in therapy for about a year or so. Mm -hmm. um, And so then, um, so then Vilma, you made the decision to move out and you, you said you had thought the fall was rock bottom. Um, but the, you came to realize that it, it, it was, it was still coming. Absolutely. Um, after father's day, um, I noticed a change that something was going on. Um, um, but I couldn't put my finger on it and like a lot of things in our relationship just buried it or ignored it. Mm. Um, and then on July 1st, um, she asked for a divorce mm -hmm. and it was, um, it was devastating. And although we had talked about it before, and in fact, I'm the one that ended up finding the mediator we used, we did a mediated divorce. Mm -hmm. It just made it 
real because it was concrete and in front of you, in front of me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily want to uh, make you even just re relive the realities of those days, right? As you were navigating life, living apart, trying to figure out things with the boys and trying to figure out the logistics while also navigating this hurt and, and things like that. But, um, but what was going on for each of you? Like, how were you processing then kind of life moving forward? Um, last summer in July, August, what, what, what did that, what did that look like? Well, I really, after having that conversation on July 1st, I didn't know what to expect. I thought that he might be angry. Like, you know, you hear about all these divorces and people are like, like just devastating yeah. to each other. And so I moved quickly. I found an apartment right away. I ordered furniture online ordered a bunch of things on Amazon. Um, I decided that I, that we decided that he was going to keep the house. Um, and I didn't want to take much from the house because I wanted the kids that at least when they were home, they would feel like it was home. And then nothing has changed, which I was ignorant because I came to realize how much pain we caused them but um yeah I just moved as quickly as possible I three weeks later I moved out um and we decided I mean there wasn't much to dispute like um we decided we would have the kids 50 50 custody um and so the weekend that I moved out Anthony took the, the boys to to Big Bear just so they wouldn't see me moving out Um, it happened on a Wednesday when she told me, um, that Friday was a day off. I don't know to this day how I survived that Thursday. Um, mm -hmm. work was just ridiculously busy. Mm -hmm. I was in so much pain. I hadn't slept at all. Um, I didn't sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, but I quickly realized, um, that my old ways of coping were not gonna, I wouldn't survive. I wouldn't survive, I wouldn't make it. Um, but God has always been incredible in my life and always been good to me, even when I, you know, even when I turn my back on him. Mm. And he's, you, he's always put angels in my life. And one of the first things I did was reach out to my friends, my best friends. Yeah, that is kind of what I wanted to ask because I think from where we were sitting here, I think you would look back at that, those most difficult moments, and now say that God was actually working in them. And I, I'd, I'd love for you to just describe a little sure. bit of how, because I, I think there's a lot of people that find themselves in those moments. Absolutely. I find themselves in those moments, right? And it, they just assume there's like, there's no way God's working. Like he's, he's nowhere. Right. Um, but even in that pain, looking back now, you, you saw him working. So how, how do you, how did you see him? Like, where, where did you see him in that? Um, well, for me in my life, he's always spoken through friends hmm. and provided wisdom through counsel, wise counsel. And I've been blessed with, you know, if, when I look back in my life, even at its, at its most painful junctures and forks in the road, he's always sent angels mm. my way to intervene mm. and catch me. And that's exactly what he did again. Glory to him. Uh, one of them being uh, one of my best friends and mentor, um, who's, uh, he's a brother in Christ. Mm. And uh, he actually knows both of us and loves us very much. Um, and um, I told him what was going on. And I confessed to him the things that I had done mm -hmm. and the struggles that we were going through. And he told me, well, brother, you know, um, I don't work miracles, but my best friend does. It is in the name of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And um, if I thought, you know, uh, July 1st was bad, um, July 9th was the worst day of my life. And that's when we told our son that we were getting divorced. Hmm. 
I still don't think I fully have processed that pain, to be honest with you. Mm. Um, but it's amazing how God works, you know. Um, at that point, really, God wasn't in our lives at all. We didn't pray as a family. We never prayed together. Um, one of the things my son did, he was so concerned about us. Mm. Um, he prayed for us mm. out of the blue. Um, I had asked my friend... Um, because he offered to do a Bible study with me. And, and we had done some of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I told him, you know, well, what, what Bible should I get? And he's like, well, I'll get the ESV study Bible and get a, get a, short, get a smaller one. And I got, I got both that night. Uh-huh. And I got delivered the next day and I started reading. And then um, um, he actually started me with the Gospel of John. Hmm. And... Um, And then he uh, eventually connect, actually connected me to Cornerstone. Uh, he told me, um, brother, you know, you need a, this is great and I'm here for you and I love you, um, but you need a community to connect. And it's hard because we're in the middle of a pandemic yeah, and, you won't, is, and you won't be able to go to an in-person service. Um, and this is July in the middle of We're in the, middle of, we're in the yeah. middle of it. We're in, yeah. in the worst of the worst. Um, but I look at the website, uh, beautiful website, by the way. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, you know, just quickly got my attention. Um, what what caught my eye immediately was premarital counseling. It's like, wow, what's that? Hmm. Hmm. What's that? And um, and then biblical counseling. And then I looked at pictures of the sanctuary and uh-huh. the services. And oh wow, it's in Spanish and Farsi. And it just, you know, there's a podcast. Uh-huh. And I started listening to the podcast. And um. So he emailed me actually on July 15th, um, and the first service I attended um, was the weekend when I took the boys to Big Bear when she was moving out. Um, on July 19th was a, a sermon by Pastor Reggie about Moses' deliverance. That was the first service I attended online, and huh. I submitted a prayer request, and I provided my information saying that I would, I would love some more information. And uh, my boys saw the, like the children's, uh, the first 10 minutes of the kids' service. They saw uh-huh. that. And we... We started praying together, um, my boys and I, um, when we're, they were with me, every meal and uh, in the mornings and the evenings. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, I actually bought your book. <laughs> <laughs> I bought your book. I, I started listening to the podcasts and this book called Loving Messy People. And if I'm not messy, I don't know. I don't know. You know, if I don't. Matt, it, it, Matt, I, I, Matt just kept mentioning it. You so. know, well, yeah. I mean, it was like, buy this book. Otherwise, you won't, you won't be part of the church if you don't buy this book. Great book, by the way, everybody. If you read it. I heard it's the most popular book in Cornerstone. Uh, uh, but, you know, really just uh, uh, shortly thereafter, actually, um, uh, um, was uh, looking at the videos for the kids and it, I, I just thought it was so well done and so beautiful. And mm. in terms of th- realizing that my ways of coping before would not help mm. and this amazing signal from my son when he started praying for us. Mm. Um, in those very, especially the, that those three weeks when she was moving out, um, I would read Psalms a lot. Mm. And... I wanted to provide something for my boys that I couldn't provide. And that was God's glory and mercy and protection Mm. and be in his fortress. Mm. Um, And I asked them for wisdom. Um, And, uh, you know, she's very generous in terms of saying how graceful I was, but I felt like such a failure. Mm. And um, I, we actually, you know, we, we were speaking, we probably had more in-depth conversations during that three-week period than we had in the past five years, six years mm-hmm. of the marriage. Um, and I determined that um, with his help and his hand on me now in, in retrospect, that if I failed as a husband, I wasn't going to fail as a co-parent and I wasn't going to fail as a father. And they needed their father more than ever. Mm-hmm. And she needed a co-parent, even if I wasn't her husband anymore. Because I was going to be in their lives, and I wanted them to respect and honor and love their mom because mm. she's amazing. Mm. And I wasn't going to destroy that mm. because of my hurt and pain. Yeah. What about you, for you, Velma? Um, 
so I actually, my family was Christian, but we never really attended church when I was little. Um, but then from age about nine until I graduated high school, uh, my oldest sister and I attended a Christian church. My mom's friend would always pick us up and, and drop us off and we would go to church. Mm-hmm. But when I left for college, I sort of run away from God. I distanced myself from the church. Uh, my family eventually started attending Christian services and they would invite me. They would invite us when we would go on the weekends and somehow we always managed uh, to find a good excuse not to go. Hmm. We didn't have shoes. We didn't have the right clothes. We had to leave early because of traffic. Like we always came up with excuses. And for a couple of years, I think we had been talking about potentially finding a church. Like I, I wanted to introduce the kids to God. I like I, I wanted them to know that, you know, Christmas is not just Santa Claus with presents. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot more to it. And we had just never done it because there was just like God and religion just has just never been in our relationship. And so mm-hmm. I sort of started praying, mm-hmm. but I feel really ashamed. That I just had walked away and that, you know, I had been all these years and all these things that happened and all this in, in my life. And I just couldn't get myself to ask God for forgiveness. Hmm. Like I just felt all this weight on my shoulders. And for a while, like I thought, well, you know, Anthony might not want to go to church. And so if I want to go to church with two kids, kids running around, mm. I, I always made up excuses. Yeah. And so to start seeing him, and once we separated, we would share pictures of the kids um, just so that we knew what was happening. And he started sending me pictures and videos of the kids praying. Oh, no, my oldest praying. And then my little one, you know, saying, God, thank you for this food. Amen. And it was just so impactful. And it was God speaking to me. But I feel really isolated. I completely isolated myself. Like Anthony started talking to his friends. And mm-hmm. I, like, I hadn't really told people that we were having troubles. My family was completely surprised. And mm-hmm. they couldn't believe it. They actually called them to offer him support and never really followed up with me. Mm. So I just shut down. And so I, and I started missing the kids so much because I only had them 50% of the time. Like I remember the night that I moved out, I put the kids to sleep. I left the, kid, the keys on the counter and I just drove and cried the entire time. But I know that God was speaking to me. Mm. And I started listening to Christian music because that was like a big part of me in high school and growing up. And I, I didn't have a Bible. Um, but I know something about listening to music, like it helped me connect with God. But it, and then Anthony actually sent me a link to Cornerstone and he said, you know, I'm attending this church. They have kids services. Um, if you want to let the kids watch. And so I did. Um, Sunday morning when I had them, they watched it. My son was really interested and into it. And then I saw the Spanish services. And for some reason, like, I just felt a strong connection to Pastor Jose's services because Growing up, it was the services that I attended were in Spanish. Mm. And so just things just sort of started coming back Mm. to my mind. And I just felt that connection. And I just didn't know exactly what to do or how to respond. And then, you know, I had expected Anthony to like be distant, but he was just really nice and really gracious in all our interactions. I mean, he had even bought like moving boxes for me to move out. And it was just a complete turnaround from what I expected. 
and I was just confused. I, I just huh. didn't know what to do. And not that I wanted her to move out, just to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, I, I had asked her whether we can give this one more shot. She had made her decision, and I honored it and respected it. And if she was going to move out, I was, uh, I was going to make sure that I did everything possible not to make it harder for her. And and I don't want to put words there, but uh, looking back, that was probably a fair ass assessment for her to say it. No, like th there aren't any more choices, right. chances, right? Right. Like that. But in the midst of this, the Lord was doing something, obviously, chasing you both yep. <laughs> in really unique, unique to you, unique to your experience uh, ways. I mean, I, I know there was lots, yeah. you know, that, <laughs> that went on throughout the, the, the summer and into the fall. What, what in the midst of that... Um, I know you can't share all the dynamics of that story, right. but what, what, what opened you up to the possibility of reconciliation? Like how, how did you go from where you were, um, to e even, even wanting to talk again? Just to set the table a little bit more. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Cause I mean, literally, unless you want to do a multi-series, there's absolutely no way to get all the detail. <laughs> in. Um, but, um, after she moved out, um, we never really talked. There wasn't really a, even like a goodbye. And one of the most painful things, like, wow, that's almost 10 years of marriage, and that's, this is it, this is the way it ends. Hmm. Um, but after attending that initial service on the 19th of July, um, and uh, eventually Pastor uh, Matt actually emailed me. Huh. I said, hey, I'm Pastor Matt Cornerstone, and really lovely email, and he's like, um, yeah, but, Basically, you know, what are you interested in? I said, everything. What, what you got? <laughs> um, and uh, and he's like, oh, well, we have community groups. I'm like, awesome. We we'll love it. Um, and then June actually emailed me. Uh -huh. And he's like, oh, well, we have, you know, we have community groups. And, uh, and I told him, I was like, well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in the middle of a divorce. I'm a divorce. Or at that point, yeah. I, I can't remember whether we have finalized the divorce. But um, one of the things... Uh, about us is we're decisive to a fault, you know, um, both of you, both of us. Yeah. Um, for example, when we bought our first home, this is it. When we bought our second home, um, this is it, you know, yeah. after selling the first house and, uh, you know, the things that other, well, I don't want to mischaracterize, but you know, yeah, big ticket items uh -huh. like that, actually, believe it or not, we're really decisive. Unfortunately, in terms of our relationship, we just didn't invest it. But uh, what I say about that is we had all the deal points ready. By the time we went to mediation, the, the mediator was like, well, I'm basically I'm not going to make any money off you because <laughs> we literally wrapped it up in two sessions. We were done and filed for divorce and it was done. I mean, we were just waiting for the six month uh, statutory period to lapse. Um, so June emailed me and, um, and then uh, Dennis Durr um, contacted me and said, I'm Dennis. And actually I had emailed with Steph about the children's church and mm. Unfortunately, my kid was all zoomed out. He was done with Zoom, so totally, he, he wouldn't. Totally. But he would watch the videos, and we, we were reading the the Jesus a Storybook Bible. And Dennis contacted me. He said, "Hey, you know, um, under under pre pandemic, we had this family group, and we would meet, and then the men would meet, and the women would meet. Um, but uh, we're in the middle of COVID, but we're about to start meeting. The men are about to start meeting on Saturday mornings. And he offered whether I'd be interested, and." Uh, I made it a point to emphasize just, just so we're clear here though, I'm divorced. Like, and I didn't say it explicitly. I'm like, is that like a divorced dad group? Like, <laughs> Cause I don't want to mess you guys up. You know, you guys are like married and have families and I'm like, odd man out, you know? Uh, but uh, I mean, talk about just God's intervention. Um, the first day they were going to meet conflicted with the custody schedule. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I said, but I'll make arrangements. I'll get a babysitter or something. I'll figure it out. And he's like, no, let me, let me talk to the other guys. And they changed the schedule for me. Hmm. And the first meeting was on September 19th at 7.30 in the morning. And um, I mean, I was, a, I was a perfect stranger. I was a stranger. And yeah. um, Stephen was at Stephen's house, welcoming me to his home outside in the back, back patio. Mm -hmm. And uh, just embraced me. 
like a brother. And um, at the tail end, when we were doing prayer requests, and um, then I'll never forget this. Dennis turned to me and said, is there any room for reconciliation? Is there any possibility for reconciliation? Um, and at that point, Pastor Scott, I have to be truly honest with you. I had zero hope. Hmm. None. Um, I had actually, I like to read a lot. So I said, well, if I'm going to do this right, quote, whatever that means, um, yeah. how, what's this co-parenting thing? Uh -huh. So I, I bought every book I can find on co-parenting. And one of the things I strongly recommended is to seek support. And I started this uh, support group online called Divorce Care. And it's a Christian-based uh -huh. uh, program. Um, I actually started that on the 10th of September. And, uh, um, and one of the things the, the group leader said is, you know, God works miracles. But I didn't, you know, when she said that, I said, yeah, but not with me. Hmm. So when Dennis asked me that, I had basically lost all hope. And uh, and later that day at 1.58 p.m., she emailed me huh. saying that she wanted to talk. That same day? That same day. And so on my end, um, I had started noticing like how gracious he was. And my son started saying how, you know, daddy was nicer. And like, he started noticing changes in dad and he told me about it. And I missed the kids a lot. And then, but you know, in, in, in sort of my mind, I was like, I've been wanting a divorce for years. I finally move out. Like, what am I doing? Like, why would I even consider getting back together um but then I sort of remembered about like this prayer that I made to to God in fall of 2019 of like I need change before the 10th anniversary and then I'm like well like there is some change like what but what does that mean and, and is it just because we're separated like would it remain if, if, we, if we got back together and I miss the kids a lot and I thought was well, it just because I miss the kids like I don't want to go back to our relationship just because I want to be with the kids 100% mm -hmm. and then um, Anthony does a lot of volunteering with like diversity initiatives mm -hmm. uh, for people disadvantaged people um, to go to uh, law school and so probably like a week and a half before um, that call that he mentioned, I was on LinkedIn and this announcement pops out for this Zoom, uh, webinar. And it's about, you know, navigating law school, uh, from a diverse perspective. And there's this picture, there's four panelists and there's a picture, there's three panelists. And then the last one is, is Anthony. And you know, it's a, this picture of him, like, dressed really nicely. He's lost all this weight. He's looking really good. Uh -huh. And then right next to him is this picture of this beautiful woman. And I felt jealous. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know that, he, <laughs> that he's ever met this woman. But for I'm the like, record, <laughs> I, I have no idea who she is. I met her for purposes of the panel. <laughs> Have never spoken to her since, and actually never spoke to her. Period. Uh, we're on a panel together, just for the record, just so everybody knows. But that's how God works. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so I I see this picture and I'm like, and I'm jealous, and I'm like, you know, like now we're separated. We already signed the divorce papers. We're really just waiting for the time to pass, and you know, he could meet this other woman, and she's going to like take advantage of all these changes. I'm like, all, you know, like all my pain came, all this changes. Mm. And now somebody else is going to come and take advantage. And like, what if she doesn't mesh well with my kids? Like I start making all this huge story in my head. Yeah. But and then I text the picture to my best friend. <laughs> and she's like, well, and I'm like, I don't know. Like, what do I do? And then she says, well, are you, like dial it back. Like, is it that you're just jealous and you want him to have somebody else in his life? Or do you actually want him? in your life and there was just this feeling of like we need to talk like we haven't really been talking it's only been about the kids and i that weekend 
when we talked, I was actually visiting my family. And I just had this feeling of like, we need to talk, but I didn't even know exactly what I was going to say. So I emailed him thinking, you know, he might ignore my email for a few days. It'll give me time to like figure out what I'm going to say. And then I email and I'm like, can we talk? And literally three minutes later, I get a phone call from him. I'm like, no, 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 wait, like I wasn't quite ready, but I can't ignore your call because I said I want to talk to you. (laughs) And so he calls me and he's like, what's up? And I honestly can't remember exactly what I said because I was stumbling Mm. and I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to say. But at some point he said, so what are you asking me? And I said something along the lines of like, are you willing to consider thinking about like trying reconciliation like <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah um and he said let's talk um so so what one of the things interesting and i feel like that that could be the beginning of a story that ended really unhealthily hmm. <laughs> Right. Like, like that could be the beginning of a story that sucked you both back into old habits. Right. Mm -hmm. right? That, that just kind of spiraled downward that, um, that, I mean, that's something the the beginning of a story that could just like result in this really unhealthy codependency. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I I don't point that out to, to double it, but what, what was different? Like what, because that's not what happened. So how was God working in a way that made that not, I mean, the same story that even had been written previously in your own relationship, right. you know, when you'd gone through ups and downs right. and, um, I'll go back a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, she's very generous. Um, but yeah, I, I was gracious and I made every effort to be, um, kind to her. Um, but it wasn't because I was trying to win her back. Mm. For me, it was over. It was absolutely over. Um, and I prayed a lot, but I never prayed to God asking him, Oh, please bring her back. Mm. My prayers were always for her, for her protection, for my boys. In fact, the first prayer request uh, with the men was pray for her that she's okay. Um, and even in the course of mediation, I remember her telling her distinctly, I wish you the absolute best. Um, that conversation um, when she emailed me and I, just to know one of the, probably the biggest difference, um, um, at the end of that conversation, I asked her whether she'd be willing to pray with me. Mm. And we prayed. The first time we ever, had ever prayed together. Huh. And then we met the next day. Um, and put it all out on the table. Um, a very difficult and painful conversation. Um, but I went into it um, saying, you know, God, you're in control. My life is in your hands. And you, you tell me what you want, want me to do. And at the end of that conversation, I told her, and I had actually written notes for myself, much like I have in front of me, because <laughs> I didn't want to lose my train of thought. And the last thing I told her before, um, before we, um, when we, you know, when we ended that conversation, I said, you know, we both had agreed that if we were really going to explore this, it would have to be a brand new relationship, a brand new relationship. Um, and then literally, quote, you know, I had this in my notes. Uh, Most importantly, we need to turn to God and seek his wisdom, protection, love, and grace. Mm. That we need to put him in the center of this, mm. if this has any hope of working. And this was something totally different. Like, we never talked about our differences in our relationship. We, like, mm. always battle, you know, just bottled things up, and we never really talked through things. And so going into that conversation for me, I was like, okay, well, it's over. We've signed divorce papers. It's just a matter of time. Like I have absolutely nothing to lose. I am going to tell him, you know, how much painful things have been. 
things that I have done, I'm just putting it all on the table. If this is going to work, I'm going to be 100% honest because I have nothing to lose. Like, we're already done. Hmm. Um, and I had no idea where this was going to go. Like, I thought, you know, maybe he will just get up and go and be like, it's over. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just didn't want to hold this resentment anymore. I didn't want to have this pain anymore. Like I knew there had to be something new hmm. that we needed God, that we needed his guidance. Um, but that we couldn't have all the past like lingering in the background. Hmm. And it was very scary. Like I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no idea if it was going to work. Um, but we've always been very focused on our boys. And I think that one of the things that, so we decided that going into it was that, you know, if we at least, if it helped us heal a little bit, that it would help us be better co-parents at the very least. Mm. And so something good might come out of it. Yeah. You know, you know it's so interesting because I, I feel like I, what I hear both of you saying, it, there's a way that we could look back at the last year and what the Lord's done and be like, oh, look, the Lord did a miracle. But it wasn't like, it's almost underselling it. Like one miracle wouldn't have done it. Like there, there was this series of miracle after miracle after miracle where God was doing over and over things that you'd never experienced, that you'd never tried, that you'd never had the courage to step into. Right? I mean, and yep. rightfully so, right? That, that you never had the grace to be able to respond. And, and so it was, it was just like this incredible like domino of miracles well perfect segue i mean one of the yeah. things i i omitted um was um shortly after we separated um i remember distinctly i was i was start because i had lost all this weight i've lost a total of about 140 pounds thank god yeah. and talk about a, a miracle yeah in the yeah. middle of a pandemic with obesity yeah. morbid i was morbidly obese mm -hmm. um assuming I hadn't, didn't catch it and was it asymptomatic, I mean, it would, probably would have taken me out. Yeah. Um, I remember running on the beach and, and just thinking about how courageous she was. Mm. And just the amount of respect and pride that I had for her. And that's very painful to say because it was, she left me. Yeah. Right. But then I started assessing all the things that, all the resentments I had in my life. Um, and that day I called my family and that's a whole separate story, but yeah. I, I reconciled with them and talk about grace and mercy because they could have been, Oh, now you need us now. Mm. Divorce guy, failed marriage, but nothing but embrace mm. me with open arms. Um, and I shared that with her because I said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take the, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I'm going to take the boys to visit my family. Are you comfortable with that? She said, I'm so glad. You finally did that because she would push me to do that because she knew it was such a, such a source of pain in my life. Yeah. Um, so absolutely right. I mean, miracle upon miracle um, mm. that he worked and made possible. So, so, so then, I mean, I don't know, fast forward in a sense, like, like how, how, how did you then go from this phone call and the possibility and consideration to, I mean, spoiler alert, right? <laughs> to, to moving back in at the end of the year. Was yes. it I'm trying to remember. Is it December? Yeah, December. It like December. December. Yeah. December. Right. Like, so, uh, what, what led you to end up being able to move back in together? Well, we had, um, we had done a, a little bit of counseling, um, through a really good friend of, somebody that I know really well. Um, and um, during the summer, one of the things I, I offered or proposed to her was, why don't we do counseling for co-parenting? So we did a couple of sessions. Um, so immediately after having that conversation, um, we called him literally, I think the next morning and had a, a few sessions with him. And it was good. I mean, it, it gave us some, yeah. some initial um, steps, concrete steps to take forward because we were, okay, what do we do? Like, how do we do this? Um, and then uh, Dennis, uh, they said, uh, you know, and I had read that, you know, a cornerstone, cornerstone offers counseling. I had read about it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, 
And just to go back there a little bit, when I remember vividly looking at the website, and I said, only I, God, I wish we could have done something like this. Huh. And fast forward to, I submit the counseling request. You contact me, Pastor yeah. Scott. We meet individually. Yeah. Uh, I share with you the story. Uh, I took the book. You signed it for me. I was a, I was a, big, I was a big fanboy. You know? I asked if I could it, sign it, it for you. I'm like, oh, you have the book? You, 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 would you like I, me to I, sign I, that I for remember, you? I remember. I think you tore it out of my hand, if memory serves, out here in the courtyard. Uh, it's a prized possession. That's right. It's the most prized possession I have, just so you know, Pastor Scott. Um, I had shared with you that actually we had planned a trip to Santa Barbara. Yeah. Uh, and actually was the first time we had spent together alone since we had our boys. Mm -hmm. um, you prayed for us. And then we met with you the first time. Um, um, well, um, we celebrated our 10th year anniversary, actually, and had a lunch. Yeah, you know, yeah. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. But actually made it, quote, to the 10th. And, uh, but our first, yeah. meeting, our first meeting with you was on, uh, on October 26th. Mm. And started biblical counseling. Sorry to interrupt. I know. Uh. I mean, we quote unquote celebrated our 10th year anniversary right. and it was um, our other counselor sort of recommended that we at least acknowledge this day yeah. because we really didn't know what to do. We're like, we're not together. We have no idea where this is going. We're totally afraid. Mm -hmm. But we went to lunch and he said, you know, like, I don't just want to for you to like try to see if it works like if it, it like if it's going to like like sort of like what is the purpose of this yeah and then i told him i i, I don't have a plan i i don't know like i'm just walking into this and, and hoping for the best but i have no idea what's going to happen and so he later told me that he walked away from that lunch thinking i thought it was probably over by that point huh. um it was so scary. And, uh, I mean, another miracle, you know, I've lived my life because of trauma and pain in pure survival mode and fight or flight mm -hmm. and every fiber of my mean being wanted to, f wanted to flee. Mm. But I, um, at that point, uh, Cornerstone started offering the in-person communion service, communion services. Uh -huh. And I shared with her that I wanted to take the boys and if she wanted to join me. So we celebrate, well, celebrate or, in, uh, -huh. uh marked our 10th year on that Friday and we attended a communion service together uh, that Sunday. <laughs> and, uh, and I would say that was actually a big turning point. Um, it was a very, I mean, talking about God, it was yeah. a huge turning point. It was very meaningful for me and I don't want to speak yeah. for her, but it, she shared with me that it was very meaningful for her. Our oldest was singing. Like he hugged me, he was singing and it was just the four of us at church. Like I could have, Never like, imagined how we, it. How did we get here? Yeah. 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 And, and that's where, I mean, I know if, from my vantage point, this really was, um, I mean, when, when we first met, I, I, the way you guys talked about it, it was over, you know? And I mean, I was, I was super thankful that we were talking together and, and had I not seen the Lord do miracles like this over and over and just in, in, in couples before and not exactly like this, but if I'd not seen the Lord turn hopeless situations <laughs> into incredibly hopeful ones again, like I, that's what it looked like. But, and for me, I just felt like I got a front row seat to just watching God do a work, do a transformation that I couldn't have created if I tried that neither of you could no. create if you tried that, that, that some type of like manipulation to, okay, like, well, maybe, maybe we can get back together. Maybe I could, you know, get him. Maybe I could get her. Like it, there was none of that. And a lot of at the core was both of you surrendering your lives to God and honestly saying wherever we go, like we just want to kind of follow him. And, and that was navigated through, hurt and past and mm -hmm. you know the dynamics at work there but from from there from that season um then in december i mean i, I remember you told me I, I man i was so nervous to even suggest it because i you know i i like i, I was here and I, and I was there for the two of you as well right and i was so excited to see the 
the Lord working in both of your lives. And that's what it was about, right? That's what that season was about. That's what, what God was doing. The last thing I wanted was for you to think that I was there just to try to, you know, get you back together. And so I didn't want to suggest anything. I, you know, I, I, that's what I was praying for that as a part of that, that would be part of the, the implica implications of what God was doing in your hearts. But I, I also know it, it had been a long road and I don't know. I just remember showing up one week and you're like, I, I think I'm gonna move back in or I had moved back in. I, I mean, at that point you, you may have like, maybe not officially, but, but we were either he was sleeping at my apartment or I was. Sleeping yeah. You were basically, yeah. You were basically together yeah. the whole time. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of it came from our work with you. Um, like I remember reading Ephesians, you know, you asked us to read Ephesians separately and then to read it together and to think about God's forgiveness and to make an inventory of the things that God has forgiven us for. Mm. And, you know, God's commandment to also forgive others and you know, just, just realizing how graceful God is and how forgiving he is and like everything that, that he has forgiven us for and how could we not forgive each other? And I remember the sheet that you gave us and I still have it. <laughs> I have it right here. <laughs> and it, you know, at some point you told us that like we, you know, we needed to consider forgiving each other and that we could start with like the small things and that if we got stuck in the bigger things that we could talk through it with you. And we had never asked each other for any, for forgiveness. Like that was not a word that was in our vocabulary, in our relationship. Mm. And so like you explaining to us what, what is forgiveness mm. and that, you know, you promise not to bring it up to the person, mm -hmm. promise not to bring it up to others. And then you promise not to bring it to yourself in, in bitterness or self-pity. Mm. It made me really think hard mm. about it's like, okay, so I'm, I'm ready to forgive this thing, but I don't know if I'm ready to forgive that. Yeah. But then at some point, and we sort of started trying, like, like we would go out to, to dinner or to lunch or to grab coffee. And then, like, we started sort of trying to ask for forgiveness, but it was awkward. <laughs> like, we sure. just didn't know how to say it, how to do it. But then we reached a point where I was like, I, like, I'm tired of taking these baby steps. Like, I am ready to just let go. Like, I just want this pain to go away uh, because every time I remember these things, like it just causes more pain mm. and I'm just ready to like, let it go to, you know, to get past it. And I know that at some point I'm going to remember them and it is going to feel painful, but I don't want to like, just relive through them and, and just like not knowing what to do with them. Like knowing that they happened, knowing that they still hurt, that they're still in my memory, but you know, I didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. It was just this weight on my shoulders. And so at some point we, um, actually on his birthday, we, we went on a hike. Um, and at that point we had decided, you know, to sort of like recommit to ourselves. And, um, I had ordered him a new wedding ring because his old ring didn't fit anymore. Mm. And so I told them, I was like, okay, if we're going to do this, um, you need to propose again. Because the first time you <laughs> proposed, I had just graduated law school. <laughs> I was studying for the bar exam. He shows up with his little lunchbox and I'm in the kitchen. And then I turn around and he's like there on his knee proposing. And I was like, so let's do it a little different this time. <laughs> I thought it was adorable, personally. I thought it was absolutely adorable, but you know, go figure. Let's do it a little different this <laughs> time. <laughs> and yeah you know we went again i mean there's so much detail uh mm. my best friends uh took me hiking when i was in the worst of it and uh and i remember hiking i was like i wish she was here with me mm. so beautiful so that's where we went she asked me what i want to do with my birthday i took her on this beautiful hike and uh i proposed to her and mm. gave her her you know one of the things she left behind was the wedding rings um, so I gave her, I gave her the ring back mm. and asked her to, to marry me. And she said, yes. And we exchanged, uh, rings in front of you, Pastor Scott. Yeah. And you prayed for us and oh. amazing. I'll and have, by I'll, that point I'll she had, she had, she had moved in. Um, 
on December 6th. Yeah. Should I moved in. And then, you know, like I said, well, the worst day of my life, um, one of the best days was one of the commitments that we made is, um, I mean, it's, I can't emphasize enough that this was a process and it was painful For sure. and hard. Um, because histo- I've never been one to forgive. Um, um, but you, what you walked us through and it's in your book, um, mm-hmm. when you forgive, doesn't mean you forget. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that there aren't consequences mm-hmm. and they'll still live with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have our bad days and our good days, but even on our worst of bad days now, they're nowhere near where they were at before. And, um, but the, you know, one of the best days of my life, um, was when she told our son that she was moving back home. Hmm. And he said, no divorce, no divorce. And before having that conversation and putting him through something like that um, and everything that we we put our, our boys through, or I put my boys through, um, we said, this is for life. Hmm. Like, divorce is off the table. We're in it 100%, more than 100%. Um, and, uh, and here we are. Hmm. Yep. And here we are. We said it's a new relationship. God will be at the center and we're never doing this to the kids again. So we need to be like a hundred percent in because we didn't just go through all this to do it all over again at some point. Yeah. Okay. So. I mean, as we kind of wrap up, but where, where is your relationship now? Well, we communicate a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> we, as he mentioned, you know, there, there are days where we have triggers and, but we, we pray a lot. We mm-hmm. um, do a, a daily devotional. When we got married, my aunt gave us a Bible and a, like a book with a one year of devotionals. I didn't know she had given it to us because we literally stored it away. And Anthony found it when I was moving out and he was packing our wedding stuff. Um, So right the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we decided to start doing, to start reading it. Hmm. And so we've been reading a devotional every, every day. And sometimes the topics are really difficult and there's tears and there's pain. Um, But we really put God in the middle. We communicate, we give each other the benefit of the doubt. And I just personally for me, like I sometimes just have to talk myself out of anger and make sure that, you know, like, no, 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 no. Like this is, this might be how you've responded in the past and just like had this resentment, but no, like you have to, like, you're not going to get angry. You're not going to like continue having the resentment. Like, um, (laughs) and I can give you an example about this morning. (laughs) (laughs) This morning. So he went, he went out to coffee with a friend and I'm trying to clean and I am looking for the Roomba and I text him. I'm like, where's the Roomba? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I didn't respond but in, in my head. I'm like, he's the last one that used it. And this is something that we used to have trouble with. Like, like I would ask like where things are and he never knew where things were. It would uh-huh. drive me crazy. And so I, I, I will confess I got a little angry, yeah, yeah. but I had to like talk to myself. I'm like okay, the reason why he's the last one that used it is because lately he's been using it more than me. So I can't be angry at him because he's actually helping around the house. (laughs) And then I'm like, and if this was another person, if this was somebody at work or if this was my best friend, like I might give her a little bit of hard time, but I wouldn't be angry and I wouldn't be holding it against her. And this is truly like my life partner and, and whom God has given me to love. It took me a few minutes, yeah. but I talked myself out of it and, 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 you know, and I'm not holding it the way that I used to. Mm. Um, and so it, it, it's taking work and some days it works better than others. And, um, but God has really did miracles in our lives. So. Mm. I so appreciate that Velma, too. Cause I, like the fact that God's done miracles doesn't mean <laughs> that Okay, so you know you got your quota of miracles filled, and now life's—you know—it it all comes easy. Yeah, because it doesn't, right? It's 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 a it's a journey, and in some ways, like the, like the temptations, even in some moments, come harder than ever. Yeah. Um, 
but what you're demonstrating, right, is and when we do it imperfectly, but is a is a new spiritual power to actually resist, to actually be able to even recognize these temptations, these these triggers that come, and and the courage and strength to say, okay, well, wait, Lord, like, what's the re- what, what's really going on here? And I think we can all relate to that, right? We can all relate to the reality that just because just because God's done. A thousand things doesn't mean when situation thousand and one, yep. like the, the same temptations aren't still right there. Right. Yes. It, it's a lot of praying. Like when something happens, you're like, God, please help me. Please help me. Please help me breathe. Like, yeah. and whether, you know, it's him, it's our kids. I mean, we have two boys who are rambunctious and yeah. they bring their own, you know, issues. And a lot of times they used to be bringing more tension amongst us and now i feel like we're we're a team and we're trying to Mm. tackle things together and we pass the kids back and forth when they drive me crazy i'm like okay it's daddy time Uh um but we i feel like we're just we're just communicating more and we are um trying to be on the same page and sometimes it works better than others yeah but yeah yeah god we couldn't be where we are without god Mm. like there's absolutely no way that any of this would have been possible. Like if you had asked me a year ago that we would be doing this today, I'd be like, <laughs> okay, no, yeah. I wouldn't have believed that. Oh. I'll go back to when I was looking at the website and um, thinking to myself, why would, wouldn't it have been great if we hadn't gone to church together? And I looked at the picture of the sanctuary and the first time I actually have been in the sanctuary is when I got baptized. Yeah. And she was here with my boys, with our boys. Mm-hmm. And what a powerful statement. Um, what I was saying in terms of what, where our relationship is now is uh, I'm deeply in love with her. She's the love of my life. Mm-hmm. And I've committed myself and to God um, to honor her and to cherish her. Mm-hmm. And he put her in my life. Uh, and... That's what I focus on. And I wake up every morning and think of for another day. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, you hear it. Um, and I don't think I could ever fully appreciate it, but, but for the grace of God, go I, Mm. but for the grace of God, go I. Well, thank you so much, you guys, for taking the time to share that little snippet of your story with with everyone with our church family i think there's lord gets so much glory in that i, I want to thank you for the privilege of getting to be a, a little part of it as well and, and let me get to witness those miracles um as well it 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 has been both a privilege and a joy and like you said not always easy you know um and just like you sometimes fight those things in the moment, you know, there's moments where we sat together and I was like, I, I, I don't, I have no idea what to say to you <laughs> <laughs> other than to say, but I know I, it's, it was what your friend said in the first place, right? Like I can't do miracles, but my best friend does. Mm-hmm. And what's so exciting about what's the, the future that is ahead is it's, you know, it's future of the head isn't a, uh, you know, issue-free marriage like it is for any of us, right? It's not a temptation-free life, but it's one filled with power, filled with grace, and filled with the kind of transforming work that is, is that won't be unique to this year. It isn't unique to this year. Right? This is the work he continues to do and continues to do. So, I would like to say, you know, just thank you, Pastor Scott. Mm-hmm. And thank you to Cornerstone and the Cornerstone community and family, and mm-hmm. thank you to the Durs and you know, uh, she started meeting with the women in the group. Mm. <laughs> I mean, again, I just, you would have told me that this is where we would be at. It wasn't me. It was all God. And, and thank you so much. It's been literally a godsend. Um, you know, the, the, the help that you provided and the community, like my friend was totally right. You need a community yeah. and absolutely embraced us. And mm. I am eternally grateful mm. to all of you. Likewise. Thank you. Um, like I remember for our son's third birthday, 
um, his birthday's in Halloween. It was a uh-huh. Saturday and we did like a, you know, just stop for a cupcake and here's a backdrop so you can take a Halloween picture since there's no trigger treating this yeah, yeah. year. Oh, that was so sad. And, um, you know, I invited a few friends and then Anthony's church friends showed up. And I was a little envious. I'm like, okay, first of all, we never went to church. And now you're going to church and you have church friends. And I felt left out. Hmm. And now, you know, like eventually you connected me yeah. um, well, with, with staff there and uh, with Alina. Mm-hmm. And they've been just so welcoming and so supportive. And it's just been such an amazing experience and to feel just so welcomed and, 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 and so accepted. Um, and, and thank you so mm. much for everything that mm. you've been doing. Actually, we were joking around because when you told us that we wouldn't be doing counseling with you anymore, we're like, you just broke up with us. <laughs> <laughs> we're not over. We're not over Pastor Scott. It was it was a it was a relationship structure ch- change. We're just we're just changing the nature. Of, you know. I, I still need to process that. We might need counseling for that. Yeah, we, we might need some additional sessions just to go through that. Uh, well, man, I, um, it was. I mean, Laura will will tell you this. Uh, it was even those like structural changes, like that, that I didn't that I don't want to make because I'm like, man. One of the highlights of my week or, you know, every other week is, is getting to hang out with you guys um, because it, it, it was just like God was doing miracles that nobody else could do. And at the same time, what's so encouraging to me is that that story is also not unique to the two of you. Like we, we keep hearing these stories over and over again. We see them in our own community groups, in our own lives. And and I, I hope that for those that either are having trouble seeing them, wondering if they're there, or, or even if they're wondering if they're there at all, that even this story might be an encouragement um, to what surrender to Christ right, brings about, which isn't all of our dreams coming true, which isn't, you know, everything becoming easy. But when we surrender uh, to him and say, Lord, I, I don't know, whatever you have for me, right? I just want to be the best. I just want to honor you in whatever is ahead of me, yeah. whether it's co-parenting, whether it's this new life, whether it's, you know, this job or not this job, mm-hmm. whether it's, um, you know, whether it's uh, this promotion or not this we, we didn't talk about that. I don't, I need, I need an update from you. Anyways, <laughs> um, but uh, the Lord just is working in all of it. So anyways, yeah. uh, Thank you guys again for sharing this part of your story with us. Thank you everybody for listening and thanks for living out that kind of um, miraculous community with those in your community groups, with those in your life, um, with those that the Lord has placed you in their lives for a reason as well. Uh, This is what he's called all of us to and it, it really is such a privilege. So thanks for listening. Thanks for living that out for Christ and we will see you on Sunday.